the Spirit and work of miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, knowing ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is every one that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. That no man is justified by the, by the law in the sight of God. It is evident for the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men, though it be but a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man disannulleth or addeth thereto. Now to Abraham, Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He saith not unto seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law, which was 430 years after, cannot disannul that it should make a promise of none effect. For if the inheritance be of the law, it is no more of promise, but God gave it to Abraham by promise. Wherefore then serveth the law? It was added because of transgressions, till the seed should come to whom the promise was made, and it was ordained by angels in the hand of a mediator. Now a mediator is not a mediator of one, but God is one. Is the law then against the promises of God? God forbid. For if there had been a law given which could have given life, verily righteousness should have been by the law. But the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. For after that after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. We are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptised into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs <coughs> according to the promise. Brother Max, could you please pray for these sons? Thank you, Mark, for helping us together today. I pray that the Spirit comes from Brother Ian, and he can preach well, and we attend to this and learn from it amen right the title of my sermon today is the rotten fruits of zionism the rotten fruits of zionism and galatians chapter 3 um also known as by some the zionist kryptonite because these and and when i say zionism there, there is a, a large scale of of what we know of as either christian zionism zionism um, and Galatians 3 is pretty much avoided by all these guys. The, these dispensationalist types, these, these 
you know, these Jew worshippers, basically, they really avoid going through really the whole book of Galatians. And I've never heard expository preaching on that by these people. Um, now, when I was first saved, I'll level with you. I, I, before I was first saved, I, I, was, I did have an interest in, in peoples of the world, particularly Israel, uh, what we call today Jews. And we're going to see whether they are or not in a minute. Um, and it was something that always fascinated me. Ownerships of things, power in the world, etc. Um, okay, then I got saved. And I got saved, and I started trying out different churches in this country. And something which I found really difficult was that so many of these, if every church I went to, to some degree, was acting as if these people that, that we call today Jews were somehow these special people, were somehow basically above everyone else, they were this chosen nation and that they could do no wrong pretty much in their lives. And there are different, as I like to say, there's different scales of this. Um, right, so, so like I say, what, what is Christian Zionism? And, and there's, like, there is a scale. So you've got, you've got the extreme. You've got the John Hagees, if you've ever heard of these. And these are people that basically believe that the Jews are just automatically saved. That they are this special people that God's got the promises of, that they, they don't have to follow the gospel at all. Uh, it, it's, it's a different salvation for them, basically due to bloodline. And then you've got the opposite end, which isn't as extreme, but you've got these guys that are like, look, look, we know, yeah, that obviously they need to get saved. Everyone needs to get saved. Yeah, they're, um, yeah, they're, they're, you know, they're obviously sinful people, but God's not done with them yet. God's not done with the Jews. And we hear this a lot as well. And, and, and they believe that they're somehow going to have some automatic belief and salvation that they can't even resist basically irresistible grace um, at, at some point in the end times and there's there's all different versions of this this sort of heresy all over the place now I went to a church in London called Bethel um, for a while in Wimbledon that some of you guys were at as well and the when I first went there the pastor there now he he was he used to pray for Israel four times a service Four times a service, there would be a prayer for Israel, the state that we call Israel in particular. And, and the prayers would be, you know, about the anti-Semites and, and all these evil people and, 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 and poor Israel and protect them and everything else. And, and like I said, I, I was, you know, I was trying to learn, I was reading the Bible and, and I already kind of had, had this, you know, a certain amount of knowledge. I was wrong on a lot of things, but I had some awareness. And then I'm reading my Bible and I'm, I'm, I'm reading through the New Testament. I'm thinking, this don't add up. This don't add up at all. Like, what's this guy on about? Am I just completely missing something? Am I just a baby in Christ? I don't get it at all. But no, I wasn't. I wasn't missing anything. So where do these guys, and, and I would assume, I, I would hope that, that he was saved, and, and sadly many are, where do they get this from? Um, firstly, firstly, that well, not firstly, in fact, there's been heresies probably since the beginning of time and all sorts of nonsense going on. But one of the big ones in, in independent fundamental Baptist church circles and in, in, in fundamentalism in general uh, came from C.I. Schofield. <coughs> uh, I don't know if many of you here have heard of C.I. Schofield. Schofield basically produced a reference Bible, uh, which he... he um, uh, there seemed to be quite a bit of sponsorship and backing. He was able to just give it out to churches all across the states at the beginning. Um, and, and I don't even know how that worked. There are some conspiracies about it. Probably true, a lot of them, I'm not sure. But regardless, in 1909, C.I. Schofield has basically got notes on most, most 
verses, chapters of the Bible. So I, I prepared for this sermon. I thought, I wonder what C.R. Schofield said about Galatians chapter 3, for example. Um, hardly a word. So, so that was one passage of his reverence Bible. It was pretty much blank, especially on the passages that we're going to look at in a minute. But um, and go, go home and have a look at that. Cause it's quite interesting. But he did have some notes on some other parts and, and a lot of heresy in there, a lot of false teaching. Now, it, it came across and he was a, he was a lawyer, I think, originally C.R. Schofield, same as I think uh, John Nelson Darby was as well. John Nelson Darby, who, who uh, was a founder of the Plymouth Brethren, again, he, he propagated this Zionism, this dispensationalism as well that we see all over the place. Um, and then another guy that is big on this was a guy called Clarence Larkin. And Clarence Larkin, he wrote, uh, there's a book, Dispensational Truth, another one that you might have heard mentioned a lot, called Rightly Dividing the Word. I don't know if anyone's heard of that. Rightly Dividing the Word. And, um, and you hear this sort of thing talked about by these pastors. You haven't rightly divided. You haven't rightly divided the Word. And now what Clarence Larkin did is he produced all these charts so even easier, I didn't even have to read through the nonsense that these guys were peddling. It was all just out in charts. So you could just look at the chart and go, this is what's going to happen. This. And it's easy for, for basically people that don't really want to study hard. Now, what's happened is, is all across independent fundamental Baptist churches, people would just had just had Schofield Bibles. I mean, I've heard old preacher where you go, go in your Schofield Bible and turn to this page. And it's wicked. It's wicked because you're basically just being taught by a man who even is... Who even is Schofield? When you look at his background as well in his history, it's pretty dodgy. Not, not the sort of pure guy that you want teaching you the Bible, but regardless, we shouldn't be having a Bible with a load of notes and written by someone else when, when we're reading, studying. And this just spread like a cancer across good churches. Okay, but, and the result of it was these, these basically pretty much all independent Bible-believing churches all around the place subscribing to some degree, pretty much, to this sort of nonsense, this Zionism, this, this worship of the Jews, this, this putting them on this pedestal. Now, what does the Bible say about them? What does the Bible say? Well, Galatians chapter 3, verse 7. Look at verse 7. It says, Know ye therefore, therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So, those of us in here that are of faith, which is pretty much the whole room, uh, at least who are old enough to put their faith in Jesus Christ and understand the gospel, um, if you're of faith, you're the children of Abraham, says the Bible. Um, now, when we say, what is of faith? What's of faith? Well, of faith is having put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour. So when, when, you, when you put your faith in Christ and he is your Saviour, the Bible says... That's faith. That's salvation. Okay, you call upon the name of the Lord. Um, it's not. It's not. What? It, it's not turning from your sins. It's not. And sorry, I, I kind of when I said Lord and Savior, it's not making Him Lord of your life, having to to follow Him to some degree. It's putting your faith in Christ. So we all know that here. We I've preached on this. I think everyone has, understands that, right? Look at Galatians three nine. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. So we're blessed with faithful Abraham. What are these blessings? So let's turn to Genesis 12 and just see some of these blessings. Okay, Genesis chapter 12. Okay, from verse 1. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, 
Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. Now, I've heard this verse by preachers used to try and threaten people into supporting the state of Israel, what we call Israel to this day. Some of you might have heard this before. I've heard this from, from preachers I've heard online preaching um, who, will, who, who will quote this and say, basically, you have to bless them. He's going to curse you if you curse the Jews, if you curse Israel. These are the children of Israel. It, it's complete nonsense. Um, look at Genesis 13 and verse 15. Genesis 13 and verse 15. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth, so that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Okay, so here he's talking about He's talking about making his seed as the dust of the earth, multiplying this seed. Now, I've heard people try and go, look, see, that's not Christians. What? I, I disagree, because from, the, from, from early, early days and throughout history, there have been a lot of people that put their faith in Christ. It might be less now, but we're talking over thousands and thousands of years here. People have been able to come to faith always through, through Jesus Christ, through the Saviour. Um, okay, look at Genesis 17. And verse 6 to 8. And I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee. And I will establish my covenant between thee and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations for an everlasting covenant to be a God unto thee and to thy seed after thee. Okay. So there he's talking about these blessings. He's going to be a God to them. Well, Let's see what he says. Let's see what he's, let, let's see how, how this is explained in, in the book of Galatians by Paul. Turn, turen back to Galatians. Then. Galatians 3:14. Let's see what these blessings, what they actually mean, what, how that comes about, how that is going to come upon us as believers through faith. Verse 14, Genesis 3, uh, sorry, Galatians 3:14. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. And verse 16, Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He said, Not and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to thy seed, which is Christ. Again, a verse they hate going to, and a verse which is basically saying, The blessing of Abraham came on Jesus Christ, the seed, and us through Christ, because we are in Christ, aren't we? Christ is in us through the Holy Spirit, and that's the seed. We're the seed. Jesus Christ lives on through us. Okay, Amen. Romans 2.28. Turn to Romans 2.28. Okay, Romans 2.28. The Bible says, For he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. But he is a Jew which is one inwardly, and circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter, whose praise is not of men, but of God. How clear is it? How clear is that? He is not a Jew which is one outwardly, neither is that circumcision which is outward in the flesh. What circumcision? We know what circumcision is, some of you might not. Circumcision is basically where, where a male 
had his foreskin removed, and we know that was, that was as a sign originally, and now it's saying, wait, these people aren't Jews. Now it's saying, what's, what, what, what's a circumcision? The circumcision is outward in the flesh. It's not outward in the flesh. It's inwardly. And circumcision is that of the heart in the spirit and not in the letter. Okay, so what's this circumcision of the heart? Okay, let's see circumcision of the heart. Colossians chapter 2. And verse 8, the Bible says, Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit after the tradition of men. There's a lot of that going on, isn't there? After the rudiments of the world and not after Christ. And I'm going to show you in a minute, it is of the rudiments of the world, this, this racist, this, this genealogy stuff. Okay, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. The circumcision of Christ. Just quickly, just turn back to Philippians 3.3. Believers here, for we are the circumcision which worship God in the spirit, and rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Okay, it's pretty clear, isn't it? We are the circumcision. We are. You're not a Jew that's one outwardly, but one inwardly in that's, that's of the heart. Now, there are many, many verses. Now, you know, I, I could spend this, I could have spent this whole sermon literally just reading verse after verse sections, chapters of the Bible, talk about how we graft into the tree, uh, we, we could talk about the children of promise, it's all so clear, but those verses are clear enough. So why do we then have to go back to the Old Testament, find a promise, talking to Israel, oh well that's null and void, but it's not, because we take on those promises through faith in Jesus Christ, it's so clear. This Amen. isn't just, oh well let's wipe this out because, you know, Jeremiah 31 or whatever else. No, no, this is all, we're fulfilling that through Jesus Christ. It's pretty obvious. It's pretty clear. And, and, and it, you do, you, you know, and I, I don't want to be one of those who are they can't say, but you do wonder, don't you? Like, how can you read that? How can you read your Bible? Read the book of Galatians especially. Read the book of Romans. How do you read that and then come away and go, yeah, yeah, special people, chosen people. Yeah, they're the Jews. It, 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 it beggars belief. And now half of these guys don't even really read their Bibles. They do devotion. Or, or sorry, no, they read their Schofield Reference Bible or things written by men. But it's crazy. Now, why is it important, though? Why is it important? Why am I preaching on this? Why is it important? And, and obviously, you know, we should be preaching doctrine here. And doctrine is important. There's a few reasons I believe that this doctrine is important. What are the results of this heresy? And it is a heresy. What are the results of it? Well, number one is racism. Number one, it's racist to the core. It's racist. And, and you, you know, when, when you start encouraging racism, it doesn't just stop at one particular aspect of it. Okay, number one is racism. So back to Galatians 3 and verse 28. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female, for ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Pretty clear, isn't it? Okay. But just a quick news flash here, okay? It's not only those with dark skin, or it's not only Jews, as they try and tell us today, that can be victims of racism. 
So there's victims of racism and there's racism through every angle. And the thing is, it's all, it's all, it is wicked. And it's in so many people's flesh. And, and it's, I see it as a massive way of divide and conquer. And we see that, through, and we see that in society all the time. They love and they like acting like, oh, we're so anti-racism, but then they're constantly putting it on a particular race. So right now we're seeing a lot of evil whites, you know, the evil white races. Like somehow you and I and anyone else who's white in here, as, as in their in their eyes, who's white, is somehow responsible for some sort of things that have gone on in the past, which is racist. The whole, that, that's a completely racist idea, isn't it? And what have I got to do with what? Because I'm that race. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But in the same way, yet yeah, we have seen, we've seen racism against people of darkest kids. We've seen racism against all sorts throughout history. But it doesn't mean that anyone here is responsible for that. And it doesn't mean that you need to constantly propagate these different races, this separation, this if you don't take a knee, this Black Lives Matter nonsense. Yeah, which is, which is full. The, the people that run this are sodomites. They're filthy, filthy people yeah. that are the head of that movement and pushing it on people that somehow you're a racist if you're not taking in and getting involved in that sodomite organisation. It's disgusting. And, and, and it's constantly trying to push it down your throat, the racism, the racism. I notice, like, you'll read, like, for example, you read news articles and... What they'll do is they'll, they'll give like a racial description sometimes, sometimes, uh, of someone who's, who's, who's committed a crime. Just for no reason at all. Go, even when they're not even for a lookout for that person. Yeah, then, then what they'll do is when there's a crime that everyone knows is going on by a certain group in society, for example, like I was thinking about the, the, there was some of the grooming stuff going on, which was a big part of like the Pakistani community in some of these areas, then they won't purposely mention any of that, so then all these like, white guys are coming out, let's see, they're trying to cover it up, like, everyone knows, everyone knows who it is, that's not a secret, it's just constant, constant little ways of getting everyone wound up, worked up with each other, constantly divided, constantly angry with other races, it's absolute nonsense, it, it, and, and it's pushing us all the time, but what they call us, the Zionists call us anti-Semites, so they call people like myself, who are just preaching the Bible and saying, no, this race isn't better, more important than anyone else. No, it's all through faith in Christ Jesus. We're all one. No, no, you're an anti-Semite. Apparently we're anti-Semite. It's, it's ridiculous. But the whole thing is so reverse, isn't it? And, and it's darkness for light, light for darkness, isn't it? Good for evil, for good. And, and it's like, how, how are you an anti-Semite? Because you're just saying that, no, no, one... One race isn't above anyone else. And, and by the way, by the way, let's just cut that out anyway, because it's not a race. They're not a race of people. They're a religion. And they're a wicked religion at that. They're a wicked religion at that. Now, what they try and do is they try and push you with the Catholics. Are oh, you a Catholic anti-Semite? Or it's all come from Catholicism. And I've heard this. I've, I've been accused of this as well. Or, or like subtly, you know, kind of. Oh, well, what it is, is, you know, pe people are taking on this Catholic. It's all started with these evil Roman Catholic anti-Semites. And already, like, by the way, they're just grouping all Roman Catholics together. But that, the irony of that is lost to them anyway. But, but regardless, they're, they're, they're trying to say that, that any criticism of Israel, any criticism at all, any just stating of any facts that you're some sort of wicked anti-Semite, but they're the racists, they're the ones raising up the race, they're the ones propagating the race myth. They're the ones constantly trying to separate into races. Based on what? Based on what? Okay, Titus, have a look at Titus 3.9. Titus 3.9. 
Titus chapter 3 and verse 9. But avoid foolish questions and genealogies and contentions and strivings about the law, for they are unprofitable and vain. So, according to the Bible, we should be avoiding genealogies. And how do these guys state, they state claim, and by the way, the whole thing is wicked, because they claim that they have some sort of right. And it's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Because you've got a whole world that, that completely discredit and say that, and, and the majority of them basically say they don't believe anything to do with the Bible. Yet somehow, what we call Jews today, these people have, have some right to a lamb based on what they claim the Bible says. Okay, then they're in this land displacing these Palestinians, these people out of their homes, at gunpoint a lot of the time. And if you've ever watched a, seen a map of how much it spread, from if you looked at look, when they first started the state of Israel to, to what it is now, it is unbelievable. And that's all come from displacing people and moving people out of their, out of their homes. Mm. It, because they're not the race of, of, of Jews. It's wicked. And by the way, they can't back any of it up with, with, with any DNA. They don't DNA testing to, to prove that you're a Jew. It's based on... on uh, it's basically like, not a survey is not the right word, but it's information coming from your community that you're being part of the Jewish community. You can then state claim to Israel. They can't do it with DNA because DNA would prove anything, as we're going to see in a minute. Okay, Psalm 119, don't worry about time now, 104 says, Through thy precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. They are a religion, and I hate that religion. Right. There you go, I hate that religion. I hate every false religion. Okay, and, and most Christians have no problem with hating certain false religions. For some reason, they don't hate the false religion of Judaism, and, and and it is a wicked, wicked religion. Now, just quickly about this, yeah, about this whole race thing, yeah. There have been so many converts over the years to Judaism. It can't be. It's not a race. It's ridiculous. To, but let's just see. Let's see the Bible first. Look, look at the Book of Esther and chapter eight. Esther chapter 8 and verse 17. Okay. And in every province and in every city, whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, the Jews had joy and gladness, a feast and a good day. And many of the people of the land became Jews, for the fear of the Jews fell upon them. Many, many of the people of the land. Are these children of Abraham? No, they're people of the land have become Jews. And we know in the Old Testament that people could join if a stranger wanted to come in, they were to be welcomed in. We, we see things like Ruth the Moabitess is in the <coughs> line of Jesus Christ. But regardless, many people in the land became Jews. What about the Ashkenazi converts? And this isn't even, no one even argues this. This is why it's just, it's so frustrating sometimes. Because they won't argue that you've got in something like, it's about 8th, 9th century AD, you've got Literally, thousands and thousands of converts from what we know as, as like, they're now called Ashkenazi Jews, yeah? This basically group of people that converted to Judaism, yeah, to the religion of Judaism, which now make up something like 90%. So they're like your sort of European-looking Jews, yeah? 90% come from this background, yet they're all converts. 
yet they somehow have some sort of right to a land somewhere, and somehow we should all be bowing down and worshipping them, and, and oh, God's not done with these people. God's not done with who? What, the converts to Judaism? The wicked Christ-rejecting religion of Judaism? Like, it, it makes no sense. Um, have a look at Colossians. Colossians chapter 3, and verse 11. Colossians chapter 3, verse 11 says, Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcision nor uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, bond nor free, but Christ is all and in all. Okay, there's none of those. In Christ, we're all one. Okay, so what other races are they lifting above others? Now, they all seem to be on board with this BLM junk. They, they all love the old, you know, the... Oh, evil white racists and everything else the Hebrew roots movement comes from this just a just a slant of this and the Hebrew roots is is all about oh the blacks are the real is it's just such junk yeah it's such worldly junk yeah what about what what, what do they believe they know they, they believe Jews Jews are more important than Muslims don't they and again they they use that as really as as a race but they uplift the Jewish race above the Muslims what about what about maybe the whites above the Muslims? Because they kind of put them right at the bottom usually, or at least the world does. At least the other Zionist Christians, the Jews themselves, they have us right down there, us Bible-believing Christians. Whites above Asians, maybe. Whatever it is, it's all so wicked and it's all such nonsense. Because really, we all came from Noah, didn't we? Really, that's, that's as far as we'll go to Noah. Yeah, we all come from Adam, but we go to Noah. So yes, people have gone to different areas, and yes, there are different. There are some genetic characteristics and cultural things, and we inherit things off parents. But it's all such nonsense. It's all such nonsense because we're all just a human race, aren't we? And, and they love it. They love propagating this stuff and keeping this this divided. This people getting angry with each other. Proud of your race. Be proud of your race. What am I proud of my race? What, what am I proud of? What, what, what's my? What have I got? I've got nothing to do with it at all. And it's such junk. And people, they go to some degree with it, and it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Have a look at Romans 10. Romans 10, 12. Romans 10, verse 12. Again, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. There is no difference. There is, again, verse after verse, there is no difference. Okay, that's not just the Greek. The Greek is everyone. That's, that's the non-Jew, basically. That's the rest of the world. There is no difference. We're all one. Okay, how hard is it? How hard is it for these people to get their heads around it? Problem is, they don't read their Bible. When they do read their Bible, they read it through the lens of someone else. Okay, so rotten fruits of Zionism. Number one is racism. Number two, what's another rotten fruit? Well, it's a love of God-haters. The love of God-haters. Turn to Second Chronicles chapter 19. Second Chronicles chapter 19 and verse 2. And Jehu, the son of Hanani, sorry, Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. Now this is Jehoshaphat helping the wicked king Ahab. What does he say? Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee. From before the Lord. Okay. But they don't hate the Lord, do they? 
And, and I, again, I, maybe I'm preaching to the choir here, but I don't know. I don't know what, what everyone's background is, how much they understand about this topic. But the world will have you believe, the world will have you believe that these people, they, they're basically like us. They just haven't, they just haven't accepted Christ. But, but they believe in the God and the Bible and everything else. I, I, I disagree. Have a look at John. In fact, the Bible disagrees. Well, have a look at John chapter 15. John chapter 15 and verse 23. Okay, now Jesus is talking of the world here. But you're going to see in a second that they are the world. Have a look. He says here, He that hated me hateth my father also. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now have they both seen and hated both me and my father. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law. Their law. They hated me without a cause. Okay. The Babylonian Talmud, which is what these people really follow. The religion of Judaism follows a Babylonian Talmud. And it contains repeated blasphemy. Blasphemy about the Lord. About calling him the son of Pantera, which was a Roman soldier. About Mary, calling her all sorts of wicked things you can only imagine. So that what, where they believe Jesus is. What they say he really is. Calling him a magician and all this other stuff. It is absolutely wicked. That book is wicked. Okay, but, but what about... But I just thought they just follow the Torah. They follow the Torah, don't they? Well, if that were true, if it were true, and they just followed the Torah, then, well, turn to 1 Thessalonians 2. 1 Thessalonians 2. Well, I read John 3.36. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. But he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. The wrath of God abideth on him. Okay, there's no, oh, well, you just believe that part, but not that. No, the wrath of God abides on you. Well, what is First uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, and have a look at verse 14. For ye, brethren, became followers of the churches of God, which in Judea are in Christ Jesus. For ye also have suffered like things of your own countrymen, even as they have of the Jews. You know, the, the, the Jews, those people that just follow God, these great, great religious men, who understand the Old Testament so much. Well, let's see what they, what they did. Who both killed the Lord Jesus and their own prophets, and have persecuted us, and they please not God, and are contrary to all men. Forbidding us to speak to the Gentiles that they might be saved, to fill up their sins always, for the wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. The wrath is come upon them to the uttermost. They don't observe the Torah. They don't. These people, these people persecute Christians. They still do to this day. You know, it's illegal. It's illegal in Israel to, to preach the gospel. It's illegal to preach the gospel. What sort of a wicked place? And these people that what pray for them four times a service, pray for these people, these Christ-rejected God haters. It's disgusting. Look at Matthew 15. 
Matthew chapter 15. And from verse 1. Then came to Jesus scribes and Pharisees which were of Jerusalem, saying, Why do thy disciples transgress the tradition of the elders? For they wash not their hands when they eat bread. But he answered and said unto them, Why do you also transgress the commandment of God by your tradition? For God commanded, saying, Honour thy father and mother, and he that curseth father or mother, let him die the death. But ye say, Whosoever shall say to his father or his mother, It is a gift. By whatsoever thou mightest be profited by me, and honour not his father or his mother, he shall be free. Thus have ye made the commandment of God of none effect by your tradition. Ye hypocrites, well did Isaiah's prophet prophecy, sorry, prophesy of you, saying, This people draweth nigh unto me with their mouth, and honoureth me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. And that's exactly what the Talmud is. It's teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. You ever wonder why these guys, they have some bizarre rituals, bizarre stuff. They do this weird stuff. They bang their heads against walls. They do all this crazy, crazy stuff. None of it, none of it is biblical at all. None of what they do is from the Babylonian Talmud. They consider that to be the writings of God. Now they're teaching for doctrine, the commandments of men. It's a false religion that blasphemes Jesus Christ. Have a look at John 8. John chapter 8. And verse 39. John 8, 39. They answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. And this is Jesus talking to the Pharisees here. Abraham is our father. Jesus saith unto them, If ye were Abraham's children, ye would do the works of Abraham. But now ye seek to kill me, a man that hath told you the truth which I have heard of God. This did not Abraham. Ye do the deeds of your father. Then said they to him, We be not born of fornication. We have one father, even God. Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, ye would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God. Neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do ye not understand my speech? Even because ye cannot hear my word. Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. And because I tell you the truth, ye believe me not. Which of you convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do ye not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's words. Ye therefore hear them not, because ye are not of God. Then answered Jesus and said unto him, Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and has a devil? Say we not well that thou art a Samaritan and has a devil? Now, they've been blaspheming Jesus Christ ever since then. These people, what's he just said? They're children of Satan, what we call children of the devil, sons of the devil, sons of Belial. Now, I'm not saying that every single person that the world calls a Jew, I'm not saying every single one of those is a son of Belial. But what I am saying is that religion, anyone preaching that religion, anyone following that religion, anyone calling Jesus, calling Jesus a devil, saying he has the devil in him or anything like that, is a reprobate. Amen. Amen. They're a reprobate. They're sons of Belial. And you know what? I have no... I, 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 for me, I want him to die. I don't, I'm not saying that, like I said, yeah, the, the, 
that there's people who are raised in, in, in a fan that co- family that call themselves Jews. They have no idea. They have no idea what they're teaching, maybe. There are some like that. But I tell you what, people that believe that are filth, they're evil, they're wicked. They're wicked, and by no means am I going to pray for them. Am I like the Bible says? that He said, he said that the curse, we will be cursed if we're praying for these people. Do you want to be cursed? Do you want to pray for the enemies of God? Do you want to do that? The Bible tells us not to. Look at Mark 3. Just in case you're wondering about that. Well, are they really, are these people really, 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 are they reprobates? Just, you know, they've just been taught, they just think that, that Jesus wasn't the son of God. Well, no. Verse 28. Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and blasphemies wherewith soever they shall blaspheme. And many people blaspheme, don't they? But he that shall blaspheme against the Holy Ghost hath never forgiveness, but is in danger of eternal damnation, because they said he had an unclean spirit, is what they said of Jesus. So we're meant to believe that these reprobates are the chosen people, that we should bless them, pray for them. Worship before their feet. Maybe, and, and I'll tell you what, I've seen that. I've seen that with some of these IFB guys who will literally go to Israel and they're down there, you know, worshipping them. It's nuts. And it's so against what the Bible teaches. Look at Revelation 3 9. Who should be worshipping before whose feet? Revelation chapter 3 and verse 9. Reads, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not. Do these people say they are Jews? Does the Bible say they are Jews? Or does it say they're not? It says they're not. He is not a Jew, which is one outwardly, which is in the flesh. So these people, the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, they're the synagogue of Satan. But do lie. Behold, I will make them to come and worship before thy feet and to know that I have loved thee. That's where the worship is going to happen. That's where it should be happening. That's where it will be happening. But these people that want to bow down to them, what a bunch of compromise. What a bunch of Bible-denying, just absolute idiots at the least. Heretics. And, and I think a lot of them it's worse. I think a lot of it is wicked and it's trying to push this on Christians. It's trying to push this across Bible-believing churches. Have a look at Psalm 139, because some some would say, wouldn't they, oh, doesn't the Bible tell us to love them anyhow? Should we, should we just love these people? Should we just love everyone? You know, it, it, Jesus is love. Jesus' is love is sort of, we should just love them. <laughs> yeah, look, we want to reach everyone we can with the gospel. And you know what? Churches like ours, we go and knock every door. Someone young there that hasn't got so so into this this reprobate religion. There are there are people that we can reach, and we try and reach everyone. And I was talking to, to to Brother John about this yesterday, and he made a good point, which was if these people, these old IFB types who are just you know the Jews, Jews are so great. If they actually went out and did soul winning, they actually went out and knocked doors of every neighbourhood 
I'll tell you what, they'd soon change their mind, wouldn't they? They'd soon realise that hatred the majority of these people have. When they're, when they're full on, when they're, there's no doubt, when they're in the, the curly whirlies and the funny hats and everything else, and they're really observing and following their, their wicked religion, these people, these people have nothing but hatred for us. And they are literally, they're, they're spitting when they talk to you. They despise the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's quite a lot around here. I know Brother John's dealt with this a lot. To the point where you, you've, like, he's been close to having people swinging at him for daring to preach the gospel. That's not someone who just rejects. That's someone who hates. They hate God. And, and like I say, like I say, we're at least going out. And, and amongst church like us, we've probably got more Jews saved than any of these so-called Jew worshippers that don't go out and preach the gospel. We've got more people that call themselves Jews that haven't got so far down this false religion. But but they're not. And, and, and on the, the opposite end, you're John Hagee's are damning them all to hell because they believe that they're somehow just going to go to heaven because of some sort of weird genealogy they don't even have because they all come from converts. Converts to Judaism. Wicked. Wicked. Okay, but Psalm 139 and verse 19. From verse 19. Surely thou wilt slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me, ye, depart, depart from me therefore, ye bloody men, for they speak against thee wickedly, and thine enemies take thy name in vain. Do not I hate them, O Lord, that, that hate thee, and am not I grieved with those that rise up against thee? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them mine enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. So having just said there, that does not he hate them that hates God. He's then saying, like, try me. Like, how many of you would say, God, try my heart? You know what? You, you probably wouldn't, would you? Unless you're having a really good day. And you're like, man, I've really got it today. I, you know, that, those thoughts of foolishness, I'm really making sure that they're coming into my head today. Maybe then you might ask God to try you. But here he's not going, oh, I'm not sure if that's what he knows. He's saying, try my heart. No, you know, is it? <coughs> he, said, he said, try me and know my thoughts. And, and, and you know what? That hatred, that hatred for those that hate God, yeah, it's, no, it's, not, it's not that we're some, what the world would call these terrible anti-Semitic Christians that dare to preach the Bible, dare to believe the word of God. No. You know what? We hate, I hate every false way. I hate every false religion. I hate the people propagating it. I hate the leaders of it. I hate those reprobates. I, it is no surprise that the majority of them are perverts, paedophiles. Mm. It, it is wicked. And, and it's, not just, it's not just those that call themselves Jews. It's a whole lot. But I tell you what, that, that religion in particular, even when you're not preaching it and you're not up there as a rabbi or whatever else, if you're believing, you're believing that Jesus Christ had a devil, you're saying, you're, you're, you're saying that, that's coming out of your mouth, you're reprobate. And that's your God. You're, you're far God. And Psalm 139 applies. Um, 2 Chronicles 92, don't, don't turn back there, but remember, shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord, therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. Do you know how many churches across the states send money to Israel? To that wicked, wicked state of Israel. To that racist state of Israel. How many send money out there? Just throw money at them. To, to bomb, bomb Palestinian children who throw stones. To, to all these atrocities are being funded by these people. 
it is wicked. It's wicked. And one of the fruits of it, one of the rotten fruits of Zionism is racism. Racism against the Palestinians. Racism against anyone that's not Jewish. And, and like I said, when you start accepting that and you start buying into this sort of, oh yeah, one, one group's so, you know, more special than everyone else and, and, and the rest of it, where does that end up? Where does that end up? You know, at the least, you, you see a lot of Calvinism type type stuff with that, don't you? And oh, they're just they've just been. Well, that's what they were meant to be. And people could come in and get saved through that, through through seeing that light. Okay, so the rotten fruits of Zionism: racism. Number two, a love of God-haters. A love of God-haters. And when you're blessing that, when you're, when you're sending your money, when you're praying for them, you're loving those that hate God. And that is wicked. And God said, therefore is wrath upon me from before the Lord. Number three, the rotten fruits of Zionism. Number three is a weakening of the gospel, a weakening of the gospel message. Okay, look, go back to our, our text, Galatians 3, and verse 26. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Okay, so it's faith in Christ Jesus that makes us the children of God. Not some supposed bloodline that no one can prove and is a lot of nonsense. Okay, faith that he died, was buried, rose again. That's the faith, the faith in the gospel. Okay, have a look at Romans 4. Go over to Romans 4. And verse 11. Romans 4.11, and he received the sign of circumcision, a seal of the righteousness of the faith which he had yet been uncircumcised, that he might be the father of all them that believe, though they be not circumcised, that righteousness might be imputed unto them also. And the father of circumcision to them who are not of the circumcision only, but who also walk in the steps of that faith of our father Abraham, which he had being yet circumcised. For the promise that he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. For if they which are of the law be heirs, faith is made void, and the promise is made of none effect. They make faith void. They make the promises of God of none effect through their visa, so that they're just automatically going to either, like I said, where you are on the scale, automatically saved or automatically going to get saved because God's not done with the Jews yet. God's not done with Israel yet. How dare they? How dare they? Like, like I said, how dare they, in verse 14, make faith void and the promises of none effect? How dare they? And no wonder, no wonder, all these people believe different gospels, don't they? They believe in a different gospel in different times, different dispensations. All love about the different dispensations. Like that dispensation of grace we're in now. Of course they do. Because they, they're believing this rubbish. And, and, and they believe that there's different ways of salvation. And, and let's be honest, how many of these churches believe that you've got to repent of your sins to be saved? All of them. Are there any that don't now? Uncountable. It, it's unbelievable, isn't it? How many of them believe a different gospel anyway? And they're preaching this stuff. There's only ever been one and only ever will be one way of salvation. Okay, and that's what the Bible teaches. And, and, and again, how much of Calvinism is in with this as well? Of course. Of course, it's all about elect people and all about, 
you know, at certain times and, and, and you know, that you, somehow you just can't resist. If you're a Jew, you're going to get saved in the end. What about whosoever believeth? Whosoever believeth? First Timothy chapter 1. First Timothy chapter 1. And verse 4. The Bible says, Neither give heed to fables and endless genealogies which minister questions rather than godly edifying which is in faith. So do. It's in faith, the godly edifying. That's where it all comes from, the faith. And it is, it's, it's fables. Fables about these people that claim to be of a certain line. Endless genealogies. And they do, they minister questions. They shouldn't minister questions. Shouldn't they? That's all they do. How does that even work? How, how can you claim some right based on some bloodline? You don't even know. At what point? How much How much Jew does does it need to be, to be a Jew? Is, is it half? Is it a quarter? Is it an eighth? The sixteenth? Keep going. Keep going. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. And, and how, they can't even prove it. They can't even prove it. Okay, so these fables and endless genealogies or, or the rotten fruits of Zionism, a racism, love of God-haters, a weakening of the gospel. And have a look at Romans 11. We'll just finish up with Romans 11. Romans 11, verse 1. I say that had God cast away his people, God forbid, for How he maketh intercession of God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed thy prophets and dig down thy, thine altars, and I am left alone, and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so, then, at this present time, also there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Paul was of the tribe of Benjamin. Like Paul was, there is there is a remnant. There is a remnant amongst all people, aren't there? A, a Jew, and, and the remnant is by the election of grace. It's about grace. It's about something given through faith. But the remnant aren't wearing little hats, banging their heads against walls, bowing their knee to the image of Baal or Remphan or whatever it is they're doing. They're not the remnant. The remnant are people who have put their faith in Jesus Christ. And if they put their faith in Christ, you would hope they wouldn't be doing any of that nonsense. Now, we want to give the gospel to everyone, don't we? We want to go out and give the gospel to everyone. But no one people, no one group of people is more important than anyone else. No one so-called race or anything else. We want to get the gospel out, and that's what this church will do. But but that, that wicked heresy will never be preached from here and... and Praise God that there's at least some people, some people in this in this country that 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 understand this. And praise God for his word. And with that, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, thank you for your word. Thank you that you made it so clear that we we have inherited those promises, that the promises are for us by through faith, not by anything we've done, not by any sort of race or bloodline that makes us any more important than anyone else, just through accepting the free gift of salvation offered to us. Through, through belief in your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that, that, that it's so simple and we thank you that you've made it so clear and simple who, who, who we are, who, who the, the Jews that, that, 
that are inwardly in the heart are, and, and who those who say they're Jews and are not. And we thank you for that. Help us to, to just, with that, to make sure that we don't get lured into some of those rotten fruits of Zionism. Help us to go out and just be a shining light for everyone and to show that love to everyone, to everyone we can, except for those that hate you. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.